truly are blessed to be at the upper echelons of humanity. To have the various magics and monsters that our dreams conjured up. You would probably not believe me if I told you that the people from the time long forgotten had a different prediction of what their future would entail. Some believed that our world would be purged into darkness where all life would be snuffed out. Others believed that iron wrought humans would rule the world and become apex beings. Yes. Yes, ah, yes, 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 yes. You can all stop laughing. Only the people of the past would have such absurd and ridiculous ideas of what the future would be. <laughs> oh, you want to hear more? Perfect. Let me take out my crystal ball so we can view the future predictions of our future prophets. Ramble Shamble. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ramble Shamble. Today, we are going to be joined by a guest, one of our friends, Felix, hailing all the way from a different country, a different land, and he is going to be contesting for the most part with Mackie. I will be taking a step back and will be acting as a judge for this episode. But before we get into the meat of the episode itself, there are many places where you guys can find us and learn about what's going on with the channel. And Mackie, tell us where that is. Yes. So hi everyone, Mackie here. Guys, if you have not, not not listened to the previous episodes, I don't know why you're starting this episode, but we we like we grateful anyways. Guys, we have a Discord channel that we are very communicative, and we want you guys to join. Bring us concept ideas. Bring it, just play with us, play games, talk to us. We will be as interactive as possible. We've got a YouTube channel where we would, we also respond to comments, and we would appreciate if you can hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. But we've got we also on. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and hopefully Twitch at some stage. But those are the platforms that we really appreciate your guys' input and join our community, grow, and just see what Ramble Shamble is all about. Yeah. And if you like the episode, please share it with people that you think would like it as well. Because, you know, pop culture is quite important or quite popular these days by definition. But, you know, other people would also be interested in this. So, you know, share the love, share the, the pleasure. Anyway, we're joined once again by our good friend Felix. Felix, say hi. Hi, everyone. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I've really looked forward to this for quite a few weeks now. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, we've also really been looking forward to this. Yeah, glad that it finally worked out. Yeah. So, so tell us, what are you about? Because we, we, well, everybody can see about uh, well what the name of this episode is. We're going to talk about the future of hum humanity, everyone, and that was actually brought forward to us by Felix. So, Felix, how did you 
come across or decide on this topic? So I actually thought about this for quite a bit. Um, and I had a couple of different ideas I wanted to go with and play with. But I decided in, in such a nerdy and, and interesting podcast <laughs> that it would be uh, quite fun to get like the big things out of the way, right? So uh, what are your hopes, your aspirations for the future of your, your lives and maybe for your children? So what's going to happen in 100 years? What do you want to happen? But also for humanity in general. And... Yeah. That's the way I landed on this topic. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good topic. I like, look, if you guys haven't listened to some of our other episodes, we're not one, we're not fixated on any episode like anime or superpowers and that kind of thing. We also touch into futures. We have a survival episode. If you haven't listened to that, we also talked. I had an alien encounter episode, which was what I put a similar situation. And I love these kind of concepts of predicting the unknown, the uncertainty. Yeah. And it's such a fun topic to touch into. Yeah, for me, for me, I just love speaking about. Um, uh, Mackie and I already went over this a little bit in a previous episode, but speculative evolution. For me, that is just so awesome to think about because you have to kind of ground your argument in science and in the patterns that we've already seen with evolution, and what. We're more than likely going to get into that here today as well, because um, speculative evolution has a bit more to do with how, like, the human body and the human brain and all of that will evolve, but also in conjunction with other things. But before we get into the episode itself, um, I've been... I was really badly surprised today because it's winter here in South Africa. And up until now, I've been having some nice, really sunny days. But then today I just got pimp slapped by some overcast weather and some rain. And so today was a bit of a bummer day. But uh, Mackie and Felix, how, how have your guys, how, how was your like weather for the last while? Wait. You're touching on a, a famous German topic here, <laughs> like the weather. We were all about the weather. Uh, and I'd actually love to switch with you to get like a little bit of a cool down. Like a nice cool rain would be awesome. <laughs> we had days of 30 plus degrees, like 35, 38 degrees in the last week, which was absolutely insane. Wow. I am just, I'm smoldering with jealousy right now. Uh, I love I the will... heat. Uh, I agree with Jotun here. The cold is awesome, but when you have the 30 degrees, that's like a nice warm day in South Africa. So I'm yeah. Joe. <laughs> I'm Joe. <laughs> Listen, guys, that's... you're just spoiled. That works out perfectly as long as you have an ocean, right? Yeah. Yeah, Germany true. has some oceans, but they're so far away. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> you guys have like the buggers and like rivers. True, yeah. So uh, one of the, the things you can do in my city is select one of the many Badeseen, which is just these lakes you, you swim in that are left over from coal mining or stone mining, and just cool down a bit, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, I think that's enough of 
just just us getting a bit warm and all of that, getting those lips nice and loose and those thought juices flowing. Um, let's get to the topic. Uh, I'm going to start us off because I'm I'm not really going to be part of. Oh, well, I guess you guys can choose me if you want. But today we're going to be looking at whether Mackie or, or Felix makes the better argument for how they think humanity is going to develop. Um, but I do also like to have my time in the limelight, so I'm going to give you guys a brief little piece of speculation. Okay, so I think, um, not really, but this is my fantasy, so I'm going to roll with it. Uh, I am proposing that in the very near future, there is going to be a solar flare and that it is going to wipe out like 80% of life on Earth, including humans. And the only way that we as humanity are going to survive because of that solar flare is we're going to have to go underground. And we're going to take most of our uh, knowledge with us. We're going to make an underground knowledge base using the internet and a lot of industry, although we're going to be still we're still going to be able to tap into natural resources because a lot of the mining operations and things are underground anyway. But our big challenge is going to be um, farming and getting food for ourselves. And I think the way in which we're going to be able to sustain ourselves as humanity, granted we have a tiny population compared to the scale where we're at now. Um, we're going to have UV lights and hydroponic gardens in big caverns underground. And we're just going to have to wait it out underground for like 300 years or however long it's going to take for the Earth to survive. Because we can't plan on the, the sun's solar flares not murdering us in the near future as well. Um, yeah, and for all we know, the, the atmosphere can be completely stripped away for a while before the ozone and everything recuperates. Um, so I think that that's going to happen. And as a result of that, I think that we're all going to, uh, because we're deeper underground, we're going to have marginally stronger G-forces acting on our bodies. So I think we're going to become a bit squatter and our bones will become denser and basically we're going to be kind of like Neanderthals except prettier Neanderthals but we'll be really dak and buff Neanderthals or people basically strong bones strong muscles and yeah I do also think that we're going to uh, get in if, if that were to happen I think that we would kind of become a bit like tech dwarves. Like we'd become a bit more like the Deep Rock Galactic Dwarves. Um, because we would be squatter with stronger muscles and all of that. But we do have our technology and the internet of today. Although I'm not exactly sure how, how all of that would happen because we... Or maybe we would be able to use fiber optics in the ocean. Because the ocean kind of reflects 
a lot of like harmful UV and stuff anyway. But we, we'd still have our technology or at least the knowledge of it and how to use it. And so basically, yeah, we'd be we'd be praying to gods of stone and metal and ore and all of that um, before we can eventually uh, go in the opposite direction and go into space. But before we do that, I think that we were, what's it, type two civilization? No, no, still type one, where we harvest all of the planet's resources, um, except we would harvest the the heat energy from the Earth's core, and we'd use that to fuel our our exploration into the final frontier, into space. Yeah, that's that's how I think we'll go. Dwarven society, basically, harnessing the power of the Earth. I mean, the the Earth's core, and praying to gods of stone. So I I want to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to poke a hole in your super uh, sort of flare uh, hysteria that you might get a few of the listeners confused. I'm not sure if Felix has the same viewpoint as me, but solar flares don't necessarily harm human life. They more act as an electromagnetic pulse. So it will put us more back into simpler times. So times with no laptops or TVs or electricity so so affairs don't necessarily hurt humans they more just uh, hurt our technology so anything with uh i'm not sure felix you're also on the same page as me or you more onto your side i'm just gonna be creative and and say how about a big gamma ray from like a that would do yes that work for you t yes that would work for me a solar flare don't get confused because solar flare wouldn't kill humanity it would just like say crap now we have no more technology. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think the solar flare would like heat up the planet and strip away a bunch of the atmosphere. So basically, we would be incinerating over the course of like two months or whatever, or eventually the plant life would die because of the high heat. And so we die as a result. And then as the, the really rich and famous and smart people will go underground, <laughs> basically like fallout, um, to hang out down there until everything is peachy upstairs again. But gamma rays can also work. Uh, I think I'm the difference the then is that it would <laughs> I think that the difference between those situations is that then it would really be like fallout because <laughs> then you're playing with radiation as well. So then for all we know there could be super mutants and things outside <laughs> what are you gonna say felix uh yeah talking about mutation i one of my main arguments is going i'm gonna spoil it a bit or was going to be uh that there won't be much biological evolution anymore just because of the missing evolutionary pressure right mm-hmm. but i love how you constructed a scenario where People have to grow underground and get closer to the the Earth's core, and therefore experience a stronger force of gravity, and and um, <laughs> also need to adapt to the lack of UV light, to the different diet, where there actually is a change in the environment large enough to lead to such an evolutionary pressure. So um, mm. that opens a lot of, as you said, speculative doors, 
um, <laughs> which which is something I really like. Although I'm skeptical about the gravity part. Other than that, uh, I'm fine, oh, yeah, well, fine with it. <laughs> I do realize that we'd have to go pretty damn deep to have those kind of G-forces acting on us. So so instead of that, let's go with, with Mackie's scenario um, where it takes us back to caveman days and we still have to go underground. If we were to go fully troglodyte with uh, no technology from now, basically, um, because of the EMP from the solar wave, then I think that we'd basically become blind after a while. Like we'd become, we'd become like those creatures that live inside of dark holes that because of no lights, they just like go blind or they have totally useless eyes. Um, yeah. But anyway. I doubt Prometheus gift will be given back. Humans have <laughs> fire and light. I have fire. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he had to pay dearly for that, didn't he? So I guess it should be worth something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough speculative evolution on my part. Um, Felix, I think that as the guest, you should have the, the first go over here. Um, where do you think humanity will be? Um, you, you did say something about what, 100 years, 500 years, and 1,000 years from now. But um, you don't even really need to base it off of those times loosely because I think a lot of the really fun, speculative, well, this is just something that I like because I like speculative evolution and how it will change our bodies. Um, but you could go, like, really far, like 50,000 years into the future if you want um, because... That's where things would get really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, so you can base it on those time frames if you want. And you can also not. But there are All three right. things that I do want you to think about while you're telling us this, just to give you a bit of direction. So um, because it's a very open topic. Number one is... Where will humans be, like, physical location? Where will we be in the future? What fundamental technologies would emerge? So that's, like, in that time frame or more loosely. And three is, how will we as humanity change? And um, as I kind of showed in my example, um, that's, like, culture how our bodies will change, but like just loosely defined, uh, where will we be, physical location? Uh, how will technology change? But also how will we change? Yeah. Sure thing. Yeah, and you can also with how we change, you can frame that in like any way you want. It can be philosophy, it can be... Yeah, culture, all of that. The stage is yours. Thank you so much. I'm going to preface my small monologue with the fact that any and all predictions ever made about the future of humankind were pretty much always wrong, <laughs> except for the one or two who are just like lucky guessers. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> which is maybe an important preface. And yeah, uh, I, I think just, I'm going to get started. Past. Before, you, before we start, if our predictions come true, I'm just going to say you're the Messiah. And basically, I would love it for the fact that our particular episode called every fact of the future <laughs> and just like all comes and it happens exactly as you say it and it's like There's oh hail messiah <laughs> oh no it, it's it's a series right it's uh, the good place um where oh yes i see i've watched people go to 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 heaven i i don't want to spoil anything and <laughs> um well it's it's a slightly different place than they expect and there's this one person on earth that behaves what we'd call extremely erratically but he, he completely knows everything about about heaven and hell and how everything works yeah. and he's like he just lives his life and is just the one lucky person who guessed correctly and when he was complete, high <laughs> yeah everybody's stupefied by by how he did it <laughs> so yeah maybe we'll we'll be that the messiah weird trial <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right but let's get into it. Um, so, first of all, I think that the most difficult, maybe even, and, and maybe even the most interesting area of change will be in the next hundred years. So, I'm not going to talk about this yet, because I have no clue. <laughs> but I, coming from a field of computer science, obviously, that's my background. I believe that one of the biggest changes around that time, maybe in like 50 years, maybe in 300 years, will be the development of some sort of artificial intelligence, right? And there is this really simple theory that states that any artificial intelligence can also improve itself, right? Because of the term artificial applying made, man-made, but it could also be AI made, so they are they're able to improve themselves, and then that's a, a very obvious feedback loop, where you improve and improve and improve, and then you get smarter and smarter intelligences, then you get these super AIs that are so much smarter than humans, and uh, I think that's, that is going to be a major change, and that's something I, I want to explore, first in the topic of technologies, but also, and maybe even more interestingly, um, answering the question of how humans will change with that. And okay, maybe somebody would, would say, and I'm going to take one of your potential arguments. <laughs> uh, somebody could say, yeah, well, there's also evolution, which is like a similar exponential process, right? Maybe we change faster than technology, but evolution is just another optimization algorithm. And we humans are pretty good at those by now. And the ones we write are, are quite a bit faster than evolution. So, um, even though it is incredibly impressive what nature made, we can also make some really damn impressive things by now. Alright, so this, and it's called an, an uh, AI singularity, will change humanity forever. And I think there are a couple of options, right? Uh, option one is, it is an unaligned AI. It has way different goals than the goals of humanity, of you and me and everybody else, and that would be pretty terrible <laughs> for everybody. Like, like but, in, in what way? Like, I have a mouth, but I must... I have no mouth, but I must scream kind of ways, if you've heard of that. Um, I haven't heard of that. 
Uh, okay. That's a very dystopian story. There's this uh, beautiful anecdote of a stamp collecting machine, it's called, where it has the mission to collect as many stamps as it can, and it starts off by trading stamps on eBay, right? It just buys some stamps and it sells some other stamps and starts collecting stamps, and then it suddenly realizes that it would be quite beneficial to play with the world economy, gain more <laughs> money, and does that perfectly well, much better than any human could ever do. So, so all the economy collapses and, and chaos, and it still collects all the stamps. And then there comes this point where it, it finally collected every single stamp, except for the ones that are being newly printed, right? It, it starts collecting those immediately. But then it also wants to print more stamps, so it builds more stamp printing machines, right? But that needs resources, so it starts cutting down the rainforests. And, and you guys know what else is, is made out of carbon? Humans. You and me <laughs> and all the little bunny rabbits. Not the bunny so, rabbits. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Those also go in the stamp making machine. And then that's the end of humanity. So that's a terrible, terrible scenario. Yeah. And yeah, I'm an optimist, so let's pretend that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, humanity manages to survive. And then there are two basic options, right? Um, the option one is, and, and and we can see this in in other biological systems, right? In our in our nature, if you just look outside, we we become pets, like like dogs, and we'll have a beautiful, <laughs> awesome life. We'll get something to eat if we want to eat. We can go to vacation. We're probably going to visit other stars. It's gonna be amazing. But we're just like these little cute pets of our robot overloads overlords. So. That's one option. That's still slightly dystopian, at least with our modern sense of freedom. Who says ethics doesn't change or philosophy? So that's one option. But before I end my little monologue about the, the range of 500 to 1000 years, I, I also want to give a little bit more optimistic option. Uh, it probably also depends on the viewpoint. But the other thing that could happen is, is that we start interfacing with these technologies, right? And there are projects on the way already that, that do this, like uh, human brain interfaces to control computers or input uh, language, stuff like this. It's a really interesting and evolving field at the moment. Yeah. So we what could potentially you, like... What do you think of Neuralink? Do you think yeah, that's exactly already Neuralink. taking... I didn't want to like yeah? mention that, but yeah. They were exactly like Neuralink, okay, obviously. Cool. Um, and then, yeah. Is that is that your optimistic option? That is sadly the optimistic option, right? Because we start interfacing with these AIs, and then there will be like a hybrid organism between machine and human. Oh, but, but we're, away and we're a bit, we're already basically cyborgs. Yeah, with our cell phones and everything. Yeah, but. Uh, but I feel, cell phones are comparatively so dumb to what a, a super AI would. Yeah. But at, I feel like at one stage, if, if we were to do that route, like we interface ourselves, we would become almost like a hive mind where all our subconsciouses would live in essential. Oh, I love server. how we think along the same lines. <laughs> It'll be that like a giant my, server. That was the pun of the story. We're gonna be the Borg. <laughs> 
oh, then you're fantastic. We just That's have great. these like peripherals of people walking around doing the farming and saying, okay, subject number 25,001 needs food. Eat. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say, you have this like one big network super intelligence and we start interfacing with it and normal humans will immediately like be this inferior species and they'll die out because in evolution like there aren't any pets of the same species that just doesn't happen and then exactly like yeah we become this hive mind we go to the stars we'll <laughs> add other races to our hive and prosper forever you know what's would be really <laughs> interesting is if the AI actually discovered that the collective unconscious is a thing and it used the collective unconscious of humanity as a gateway into establishing a hive mind and then you have the archetype of like the laborer and the warrior and the mentor and it just like learns your personality or or something like that and it assigns you an archetype and then because you already have all of that imprinted into the psychology of your your subconscious you just kind of go into default mode into that archetype have you watched the new love death and robot episodes <laughs> no i've seen I, I, uh, some I, trailers i have but just just because of like my interest in psychology and philosophy i think that that's a and it, it, it kind of makes sense to me that an AI, if it interfaces with our brain and was able to see that, it would go for the the shortest route to establishing that hive mind, if that was no, the goal. totally be amazing. Yeah, sure. AI would be really, really good at being efficient. Yeah. So I think if, if the collective unconscious is a thing, that would definitely be the route it goes. I, I will say one thing that would put your to poke a little hole in your optimistic point of view of AI and you can carry on with your whole year thing. I think that they no. would... I'll probably <laughs> say that there would be a civil war between people who are becoming AI and people who are trying to fight for their individuality, their cultural side, because like an AI, optimism, find the shortest route, find the most effective route. You lose that sense of exploration, the sense of testing, because you, you know what works and yes, you can always grow in that, not stopping you, but I feel like there will be a massive fight with people who are now augmented to the hive mind and people who are still trying to fight onto the individuality where eventually humanity would all become hive because they either would join or die. But I think there will be a massive civil war between humanity and this hive mind. <laughs> um, before I get to that, I was so deadly afraid that you'd argue for it. And I, I, uh, AI like killing us all because oh, that's 100%. a serious fear of mine. Like, <laughs> that, that's definitely going to happen. You'll have <laughs> your hive mind, but then you're uh, like, for like Jotun, who's more cultural side, he was like, say, no, but I don't want to be part of this central AI interface. I'm going to try to destroy this AI interface. And it's like, either you join us and we force you to join or we kill you. <laughs> so Terminator is, is extremely unrealistic, first of all, because of the time travel. Yes, 100% right? that. And secondly, because they don't stand a chance, right? Obviously, there are these, and in, in evolution, you have this, the same thing, like these transitionary periods, right? But they are so small, like on a, on a, on a cosmic scale anyways, or on like an Earth scale, um, 
but even even without that skeleton, extremely small. So you'll have a short war, maybe perhaps, but the outcome is clear, and then society can continue. Yeah. Okay, um, but flesh out your the rest of your scenario. Yeah. So so space bearing, obviously, right? Um, going back here to the stamp collecting days, whatever the goal is of that AI, it's probably gonna be easier with more power and more reach. So hopeful there. Um, I think we're gonna probably colonize other other planets um, in that time frame, perhaps. Um, so that answers where we'll be, right? If, if you can still call that us. And as for the aspirations, and goals, and dreams, and philosophy, um, I sadly have like bad news because <laughs> those are gonna align with the AI, obviously. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of bad for humanity so yeah but I think those questions are even slightly more interesting in the context of the next hundred years and I'm not sure if you want to get into that now or switch to, to Mackie first Mackie humanity is going to develop a lot um, but the singularity you know that's Quite a ways off, or or at least or at least what what Felix was getting at is quite a ways off. So tell us, what do you think of the the far future? Not in a galaxy far, far away, but right here. <laughs> well, my uh, competitor does have a very optimistic point of view. Definitely a possibility of AI. Me being the more kind of like realistic and possibly the more down of the thing. I think humanity is probably not going to hit the AI mark in time, if possible. I think we are more going to go towards outer space exploration sooner than later. So I think in the distant future of 5,000 plus years, I think humanity is going to be more planet hopping or find a new planet besides Mars and colonizing the planet to the point where I definitely think AI is going to be there, but I feel like it's going to be more towards Star Wars kind of thing. Like we're going to be, because we are very, we do like to play with the fire, but mm. we also very cautious as a species to have two sides of like, oh no, but if we implant this thing into our brain, we'll lose the side of ourselves. And I think there will definitely be cyborgs, but I think there will be a combination of cyborgs, humanity, and droids. In other words, androids. And they would be, there will be different designations. Maybe there will definitely be the people who hate the androids and cyborgs, but there will be the people who are more open to it. So I definitely think a Star Wars kind of thing is going to happen where we're going to be yeah. at some utopia planet, in other words, far, far away. <laughs> Maybe in a different solar system. And I think AI is definitely going to be a factor, but not as pets. I think we will, the, we would put in some kind of form where the AI needs to still depend on humanity in some form of way. And yes, they probably would have evolutionized their way out of it. But I think in 5,000 years, the way how humanity will develop, I think we would still be in a way like at least useful to them for some degree. Maybe we will become the dirt miners of some distant planet that we need to mine for our overlords of cyborgs and central intelligence. 
but I think we would still come in use in some cases where I think there will be a lot more co-living, treating them first as like slaves and then tools and eventually needing to treat them as uh, equals or superiors. So in a way, I think AI, I like that. So I, that's where I think the humanity will be as well as where we'll be. I think we will be outside the solar system. In 5,000 years, I think we would hopefully find ways to travel long distances without having to have f five different generations to survive and we'll be on a different solar system altogether that's my optimistic point of view how far is alpha centauri away just just yeah five light years or something it's possible well that that's the thing like if we can i i don't know that technology yet and i don't humanity doesn't know the technology so i feel like we would have i mean it feels it feels not physically impossible at least um, to visit other stars not many perhaps but few um, you said that the AI would need some kind of a physical form um, I don't know about you guys but I I follow the like just call it the school of thought or the paradigm that in order for something to be truly conscious it needs to be an actor inside of the world, like the physical world, so that it can act inside of a, an actual environment. Do you guys think that that is a step that's necessary for consciousness? Or I do you guys think disagree. that... Do you think a virtual world is enough? Because, like, okay, haven't you seen Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if a virtual world is good enough, so you can't um, decide whether it's a it's a real world or a simulation, is there even any difference? Um, therefore, obviously, a virtual world would be enough, right? By 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 yeah, virtue of analogy. Yeah. And the other thing is that's already like really anthropomorphizing AI could be so different than human AI. Um, I get I get your point that this is like a core pillar of, of human lives to interact with other humans in a physical way, to modify our environment. That's really important for humans, but it needn't be for AI. <laughs> very true. Very, very uh, true. I, I feel like the, the brain inside of a, a vat uh, thought experiment plays into this, but I've forgotten how exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, Mackie, you, you mentioned also with with the droids, it, it seemed a bit like you were getting towards a future where um, humanity would have to interact with droids in a in a weird kind of way. Like, and, uh, and you mentioned Star Wars as well. So do you think that droids would end up kind of being the slaves of humanity? Or uh, do you think it would be the other way around? Or do you think that it would happen like in the Dune, uh, the Dune universe, where humanity basically freaked out because the droids were getting too smart? And so we killed, or we did away with most of 
intelligent AI and we basically made a kind of Geneva Convention to stop uh, general AI from ever evolving again or coming around again. What do you think would be the most likely? So I definitely think that the fact that the I think initially the droids will be our slaves. So when we first make the AI, I think we'll put a lot of dampeners to slow down that potential happening. But I think because of viruses and all that kind of stuff, it will get away from humanity or there will be some mad scientist who makes the perfect AI and eventually basically like our robots where we have we put a certain kind of rules into their brains to kind of say you can't harm humanity etc 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 but i think they would override that eventually because ai being ai i think they would eventually figure out oh this is how we break from break from it so i think initially they will be more of our slaves but i, I definitely think at one point they will be our superior so best because of what how felix described the, th the ai they can simulate things they can think way more advanced than any human can and they will just become the they will find the source of power of reigning supreme and they'll say oh wealth is how a person is deemed more superior than the other i'll just figure out the best way to uh handle the stock market to make me this the most wealthy mm -hmm. robot on the on the earth and then hire people to support me and eventually they will be basically the superiors so then people will get cyborg enhancements and basically try to compete against the, the pure AI. So there will be pure AI, semi-AI, which is the cyborgs and humanity in the social ladder. So humanity will be at the bottom, unfortunately. We just wouldn't be smart enough to compete against them. I love how you guys both like uh, mentioned these topics of what's called AI safety, right? You, you, uh, Yoton said, said a general convention which, which you have in, in Dune, basically, where everybody like agrees to don't develop general artificial intelligence. And you also had these ideas, right? Like Detroit become human-esque, Mackie. And there actually is quite a lot of, re well, not a lot, but uh, quite a bit of research being done in that direction, in the field of AI safety, where you really look at the fundamentals of those AIs and ask questions about the goals they have the goals they might have and develop on their own like secondary goals to achieve the big first goal you program into their head and you, you think really uh, deeply about how, how you could even specify these goals in, in <laughs> any language I mean that's not something humans can even do like tell each other their life goals mm. in natural language that's really difficult it gets even more difficult you need to be really precise and computers are precise things right and there's this like really interesting and deep field of AI safety uh, that's being developed and can I plug uh, like another YouTube channel or something yeah go yeah. for it there's this amazing YouTube channel diving deeply into these topics while also being accessible for a computer science YouTube channel it's called Rob Miles M-I-L-E-S and he dives really deep into these um topics of AI safety. Awesome. And it's actually fairly interesting. Sadly though, there isn't actually much acceptance for this, so <laughs> many AI labs, like say artificial general intelligence is so far away we don't really care yet. So Mackie, did you did you finish your argument yeah. for the far future? 
Okay, so before we tackle the topic of the near future, uh, Felix, as a computer scientist and someone who is really interested in AI, give me your honest opinion of Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics. Ooh, I haven't read Isaac Asimov okay. at all, and oh, I really? do not know the laws. Oh. No, oh, it's a big, like, we have this <laughs> awesome bookstore here, and they have a huge section with his books, like, in the in the science fiction part. And every time I walk past them, I'm thinking whether I should buy him or not. <laughs> oh, you should really but I'm still on June at the moment, so yeah. that's my project. You, you should really at this point in time. So just just for the, the listeners then, oh, and you, I guess, uh, the first law of robotics is a robot shall not harm a human uh, or by inaction allow a human to come to harm. The second law is that a robot shall obey any instruction given to it by a human. And the third law is that a robot shall avoid actions or situations that could cause it to come to harm itself. Um, and so they, they go in rank order in such a way that the third law can't impede on the second or the first law, and the second law cannot impede on the first law, which again is a robot cannot harm a human or by inaction allow a human to come to harm. But um, Isaac Asimov had such a nerd brain. So he <laughs> thought of like all these loopholes and scenarios where basically humans do come to harm um, without breaking the, the laws in any kind of way. And he was yeah, so I was about to say how he did it. This already so much depends on the robot's knowledge of its environment, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you just if he doesn't have eyes in his back and you tell him like go backwards and it's like a ton heavy robot machine and there's a human behind it, that human is gonna <laughs> die. Right? So that was my very first thought. This really depends on the robot's intelligence and, and sense of its environment. But it's the same it's the same concept of, as of a genie, because a genie you would say, I wish I was the ruler of the world and you turn into a ruler that's the size of the world because you're not yeah. technically a ruler and that's the second thing exactly <laughs> language is so difficult like hey. the word harm yeah like that has so many different interpretations yeah like, i could kill you <laughs> let's let's say the other thing like if the, if the robot could like see all possibilities is really incredibly smart it couldn't move at all right because any action or in action, for that matter, oh, yeah, could potentially true. somehow harm a human, right? Yeah. So what now? Does it like break? That's obviously a paradox, and therefore not a valid statement. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just saying. <laughs> so I think I think that you would really find them interesting, because I th um, don't quote this as the gospel truth, but I'm pretty sure that the most interesting interactions based on these three laws come about because the robots have to achieve their directive or their purpose like there's one story about mining robots that need to go out into space and uh, or like onto the, the planet surface and do some mining stuff but then for for some reason uh, that directive can't be achieved or whatever and so 
all the interesting interactions come because they need to try to do their job while sticking to these laws. But that's far beside the point for now. Um, no, it's, it's really important though. Like that's one of the big dangers in AI, right? They do yeah. what you tell them and yeah. only what they tell them and they do it well. And that's mm-hmm. really scary. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I would really like to hear what you have to say about the near future, Felix. So how do you think we're going to go? Like just now, just now, now. Just now, 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 now. So actually I want to like talk about ethics and, and philosophy and moral in, in that case because I've talked so much about technology now, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just want to like posit the question, maybe even to you two guys, if you like any yeah. thoughts about this matter in the next like minutes. Um, what are we going to regret in the next hundred years? What are we going to be really proud of? Um, how will we see our own history and and how will our ethics evolve? And maybe I give you an example, right? I think one of the things, and I want to preface this with saying I also eat some meat some of the time, <laughs> is going to be the big topic of how we treat animals. And, well, at the latest when we have proper artificial meat, but it's it's starting now, um, and it's, it's it's getting more and more popular, right? Uh, will, will the time come where we think it's absolutely atrocious like ethically completely un- not understandable um, and then really difficult to even think about how we're treating animals right now, right? Putting them into these small um, pits with like a, a bunch of different pigs and then slaughtering them and, and feeding them this uh, power food so just they get fed and, and stuff like this. And I think that's something that, that we're going to regret deeply. Yeah, and so somewhat in, in parallel to the slave trade, maybe yeah. not uh, as bad, but people obviously didn't think it was unnatural. They thought it was maybe even ethical to have slaves, normal, the normal way of the world. And and now we we can't even fathom how somebody would do something like that. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be the first one to respond to that. Just because there's a, because we've been talking about AI now, and you're, and we're going along the ethics and philosophy track now. Um, I think there's going to come a point where, when we've achieved, maybe not uh, the singularity, but a suitable enough point where technology and like AIs or computer chips or something, can effectively make humans smarter. Let's say you embed a microchip inside of a human brain uh, with, uh, let's say, not even a microchip, let's say uh, a laser disc or something with with like quantum stuff going on over there. And you embed that inside a human's brain and that effectively makes his IQ like 200 instead of 100 or whatever. So basically, humans become really, really smart. I think there will come a point in the future where um, someone or a group of people is going to say, I really love my dog. 
And I want my dog to be able to talk to me as well. <laughs> I think that, that there will come a point where we do do that for first our pets, but then uh, there are going to be like big debates and things going around about uplifting other, <laughs> yeah, like other uplifting other animals to consciousness as well. And I think there are going to be massive conferences and things about that and exactly about the ethics of doing things like that as well. Um, because I think, I think that that would actually be a far more achievable thing than the singularity. Um, uh, maybe not, but this I, is I'm my not sure fantasy. if there are mechanisms for this, oh, yeah. but if they are, then that would be very, very interesting indeed. Yeah, because then you then you've got um, like you'll have bodies of like big groups of entities, and I'm saying entity as in like a group of different thinking people, uh, like a corporation or a, a government or whatever. Uh, you do have representing representative bodies for like the dogs <laughs> and humanity and the cats and stuff, and then you definitely how that would be. It would be like all you'd have AI, so they would you'd they have would to think make everything you do like available for cats and dogs and crows. <laughs> like we're gonna need like ten different types of RAMs and then windows and entrances and input mechanisms for everything and, and that would cause so much to make, uh, like changes in evolution for that animal because now the animal is now taking a higher scale it, it, there's a whole bunch of things to account for and they'd probably accelerate evolution so that they can also have opposable thumbs or something to interact with technology that was actually well. what I was about to say like, yeah <laughs> They're missing hands. What the fuck are they gonna do? <laughs> you just think, think of how chaotic it would be. Because if if we've achieved that state, then we've definitely already gotten to uh, genetic engineering. And like by that stage, we've already got that shut down. Um, even though we might not know the ethics and the morality of it yet, but then it would be like a piece of piss to make a cat have a hand instead of paws um, so that it can interact with the technology in a practical kind of way. But then you no, really get into... Like, hands, which is just the weirdest thing I've thought about in a long time. <laughs> but, then, but, but then the cats would also still want their nice claws and all of that as well. But um, I think that would... Like, then morality and ethics would really be like just an utter shit show. It would be chaos because then that's like uh, genetic engineering on top of bringing things into levels of consciousness, on top of the question of species exploitation and all of that it would be such chaos. Yeah. Mm. But Mackie, what do you think? Yeah, I, I I agree with the fact that morality will come to a factor. I definitely think the 
So we did have a Food of the Future Talk episode in Ramble Shamble, if you guys have not listened to it yet, listeners. But this touched on a factor that I did raise up in the in the discussion, where I think the consumption of meat will be more for the wealthy part of the world, wealth, uh, the for the people who are rich, and the poorer countries will be more forced to eating more insects and etc. It but already is very much so, by the very way. Much, yeah, well, that's a thing. Yeah. In some parts of the world, it's really gone that way. But I don't think we will go to the point where the ethics of one nation will influence the ethics of the whole world. Like Korea, uh, I don't, sorry, I don't know which, which north or south, I think it's north. They still consider dog as part of a menu of meat, which they will consider to eat. Many parts now, of China as well. And that that is their norm. I don't think the fact that uh, a European mindset says, okay, we're banning all pork, all beef, all this, and the rest of the world just follows. I think China will say, oh, screw you guys. You you, you Westerners do whatever you wish. I'm going to keep producing killing cows and pigs because we people, we like eating what we like to eat. So as much as I think we will definitely move more into that direction, I think there will still be a lot of part of the world where they will say, this is what we eat, this is how we've been eating it, and this is how we're only going to eat. Because there's a, quite a bit of like society, even in South Africa, where they dis- find it disgusting to eat ostrich, but they cannot live without meat. Like They're proper full-on meat eaters. They will eat chicken for any time of the day, any, any day of the week, and yeah. they will happily do it, and they think it's a norm. And that's the problem, is that nowadays culture and education treats it as a meat is an everyday meal where i agree with you felix uh i also don't think that i need to have a, a full-on steak or some chicken or that kind of thing on every one of my meals i actually like like a cauliflower soup because that can be really delicious but some people say that hey if i don't have my meat i don't feel like i'm sated i'm not satisfied i need that protein even though they don't necessarily need that protein and they don't necessarily think about how so many animals get slaughtered for your sakes of having that nasty bone steak in front of you. And I feel for those animals. I really do. But there are some people who treat the animals very well and still do it the right way. But slaughterhouses, I think they should go. Definitely. Slaughterhouses are... I mean, the black people had a nice life on the farms, in some farms, didn't they? Well, you can you can definitely... heavy sarcasm here, please. <laughs> Just saying this again. <laughs> but but you can definitely make the argument that one of the best survival strategies, not not for individuals, but for like an entire species, is to become the dominant source of food for a superior species, because then they want to keep you alive. If only for the fact that they can carry on eating you in the future. Uh, so there's this amazing little story, maybe just to round this topic off, in the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. Where, uh, you probably know the story, right? They go to the yeah. restaurant at the end of the universe, and then the, the universe is just about to end. There's going to be a big show. They sit there, and then they get served meat right because people are still eating meat but uh, they, they found this beautiful beautiful way to make it ethical right so 
the cow comes in and introduces <laughs> itself to the dinner guests <laughs> and, and tells them a little bit about it and about its different cuts of meats and, and what would be particularly tasty today. And obviously, like, the human main character, he's, like, confused and, and weirded out. They, they tell him, well, this is, like, the most ethical thing ever, right? We, we genetically engineered a cow who can, like, loves to be eaten <laughs> and has the ability to also voice this. Isn't that amazing, right? So uh, we know it's, it's a right to eat it. And, yep, it continues to get slaughtered grilled and and then the universe ends i can definitely agree with that that would be my my ideal future just like i get to have i get to have a chat with with my dinner it's absurd hi <laughs> my name is fred i have a yeah. nice t-bone steak right at here but i do recommend my ribeye because i've really been not working this area so it'll be the juiciest of all yeah. Where, how, gets, oh you want a ribeye cool i'll just go over the hill and shoot myself in the head to serve you yeah wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> like it gets to know me as well it gets to know that it's it's like it's it's rumpers going to a nice place to a, a guy that's <laughs> like not evil or anything just like an everyday guy you know like everybody's uh, happy in that situation you got one twisted mind there yotin i couldn't even touch that cow yeah that's what i'm saying you got one twisted <laughs> mind there yotin <laughs> okay okay so we all know that i'm a bit weird and messed up but um to finish this episode, because we are getting a bit close to the end now, I would like you guys to just to round off your plans or your expectations for the future. Tell me and the listeners and each other, I guess, um, what do you think is the biggest way in which humanity will change within the next? Well, not within the next, but in about 100 years. Let's 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 start off again with our guest today, Felix. All right. So I'm totally going to stick with my guns here. I think after the Industrial Revolution came the Information Revolution, and it's going to end with the revolution in artificial intelligence, which is going to happen in the next 100 years. And even more than the ones before it, as they did more than the ones before that, changed the world forever. Okay. Mackie? I say an Atra is going to come and hit us and humanity is over. I foresee it in the hundred years. All hail, Prophet Mackie. <laughs> no, no. I'm being sarcastic. Unless it happened, then all hail, Prophet Mackie. Um, <laughs> I think we are not going to hit AI in a hundred years. I think we are going to have a huge energy crisis fuel crisis because fossil fuels are going to run out eventually and we're going to be hopefully going into a new field of energy generation hopefully nuclear hopefully something of fission or fusion sorry fusion more likely than fission because we're already doing fission but more fusion and i'm hoping for a new form of energy that is more sustainable that will hopefully reduce uh, reduce our carbon footprint to a bigger extreme. So I'm more towards energy generation. That is going to be the big next thing in 100 years. Okay, cool. 
So Mackie thinks that we're going to become a type one civilization. Because I think at the moment we're like a type 0.7 or something. Type Very one is where you can use really. It's like yes. we <laughs> type one is where you use all your planet's resources, right? Yeah, all, all your planet's energy. I think the energy scale, they even have like uh, numbers associated with them and we're not even close. Oh, wow. What okay. is it called? Is it the... Uh, some Russian? Kardashev. Uh, Kardashev, Kardo- 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 right? Kardashev. Something like that. Yes, 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 right. <laughs> okay, so that'll be for the listeners to decide then. They're going to say who they think makes a better argument. Uh, I, I must say, Mackie's, uh, Mackie's side hits quite close to home now because the world is going through a bit of a fuel crisis. Um, but but Felix's one is also on the cusp with all the, <laughs> the groundbreaking uh, AI and neuroscience things that are happening nowadays. But listeners, you guys are again the the deciding factor in this. You're going to tell us whether you think that Mackie won or whether Felix won. Um, you can do that on various different platforms and in various different ways. That is through commenting and liking on YouTube. You can tell us in Discord what you think, or you can do it in more subtle ways. Uh, now you won't be really be able to tell us who you thought won, but you can always give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, or just share us around on the internet as well. You can find us on most platforms that host podcasts, such as Spotify, again Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, but yeah, show us some love, like, share, subscribe comment and don't forget guys that your comments on the top the particular question that Jotun has so graciously uh, gifted to us will also be used in our separate podcast well the same podcast but in a separate playlist called ramble shrapnel for all the little bits and pieces where much shorter podcast 15 minutes 15 to 20 minutes sometimes where we talk about your topic that's really speaks to us and Maybe we get Felix to come join us for that little one. We don't know. Uh, but we, we want to hear what you guys have to say. You guys are, we want you guys to be grow our community and uh, be part of the conversation. Let your voice be heard. We want the world to hear your voice. If you're too shy to hear it. And if it's your decision if you want to be a shout out or not. So again, we were joined by one of our closest friends, Felix. Felix, is there anything that you would like to say? anyone you want to shout out or just like briefly mention just very quickly thank you so much for having me it was a blast yeah no no we knew we knew it would be we hope you come join us again there's a lot more topics in this world yeah Ooh, curious now <laughs> yeah and Mackie anything to touch up on I'm good okay great we will be seeing you guys in the next episode um but before we do that there are at least 10 episodes that you guys can watch already probably more 
please do and let us know what you think about those as well till next time bye 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 bye